Blog Talk Radio. Hi, welcome to Ann Ortley's Weekly Weather. Today is February 6, 2022. I'm broadcasting tonight from uh, my beautiful turquoise desk overlooking Boca Ciega Bay in Florida. It's been a little cloudy today, but temperature's nice. Not too bad. I had, had a little egg and uh, English muffin on my terrace for lunch today, which was delicious. And just finished a nice day of working with clients. Uh, this is the weekly weather where we talk about what you can anticipate in the week ahead. And um, we are still having Mercury and Venus in their shadows. Everybody's going direct now. So you will feel a quantum shift in the speed with which things move forward. It's a fast moving. All the planets are direct until the beginning of May when Pluto stations to go retrograde. So it's full steam ahead. 90 miles an hour, maybe 120, maybe 180. Maybe we're going to be like NASCAR drivers. Uh, You're going to really feel like the energy flies. Uh, Mercury and Venus are still working in their shadows, though, so they're still going to be revealing things. And like I said on Wednesday, going to be something interesting come to light, right? And, of course, that was also tied with the uh, Cuomo resignation, um, and the Cuomo story is that Mercury retrograde, you know, how are we reporting things? And we report that's been the, you know, the nursing home scandal and then the retrogrades. It's really been tracking with that. So I was like, oh, okay, when Jeff Zucker had to resign because apparently he's having, been having a relationship, which is perfectly legal, but he's supposed to report it. And it was tied to Chris Cuomo, you know, going, <laughs> I want my money. And I, all I could think of was, you don't take on Italian boys from Queens. This is not, you know, this is not a good plan. So we're going to continue to have reveals. We're going to continue to have stories come out as Mercury goes direct and goes through his shadow. And Venus, of course, is going through her shadow. Now, remember, Venus was retrograde for 40 days. So her shadow's a little bit bigger than Mercury's is. But because um, he's only retrograde for 21 days, but so both of them, we're still going to hear from your ghosts, your Mercury ghosts, your people that you haven't heard from in a while, people you'd like to talk to, people maybe you don't want to talk to. You might find yourself thinking about old people too, people from your past, and remembering stories and remembering remembering things that went on. And of course, it's Mercury and Capricorn, so they're not necessarily the easy. Stories. They might be the stories where you go, yeah, there was a lesson that I learned with that one. Or there was something that, that, that came up for me around that. Yeah, that's true. Because uh, Capricorn likes to teach us lessons. In the sky right now, all the planets are kind of clustered on one side of the nodes, uh, except Ceres now is just starting to separate. This week, Ceres is going to go into Gemini, where she's, which she's going to be in until May 15th, 1-5. So she's shifting signs. And, of course, Ceres leaving Taurus, which is when all the trees are blooming and the daffodils and all the cherry blossoms and all that, going into Gemini, she's going to be thinking about things and presenting things. A lot of dialoguing, right? As she moves out of Taurus, we get out of that fixed, solid energy of it has to be this way or else. And she goes into Mercury's sign where she's thinking, you know, and if we think growing seasons, I always think of Ceres as 
How many tomatoes? How many zucchinis? Boy, there were a lot of them last year. Maybe not so many zucchinis. Why don't we plant Brussels sprouts? So in Ceres is in Gemini until May 15th, when all the planets are going forward full steam ahead, this is a great opportunity to plant multiple projects. Not all of them are going to come to fruition, meaning like you're working on something and somebody says, well, what about this? You go, yeah, yeah, let's start that too. Plant a lot of seeds. Remember the mustard seed, the parable of the mustard seed. Mustard seed lands, some lands on rock, some get eaten by birds, and some lands in fallow ground, and it grows, and it grows, fertile ground, and it grows. Um, so you want to recognize a lot of things are going to want to get planted now. People are going to be feeling very fast-moving, like, I need to do this, I need to do that, because all the planets are moving direct, Right. So you're going to get proposals, you're going to get offers, you're going to get opportunities. And your job is to say, that sounds really interesting, if it does, and say, let's start thinking about it. Let's start talking about it. Let's start putting it in plans. And then we move forward as these planets grow and take off. Now, remember, we're in the year now of the water tiger. That happened last week on the new moon. If you haven't done your new moon ritual, you still can do it on this Taurus moon over the next couple of days. The moon went into Taurus late tonight, around 5.50, and it'll be in Taurus for a couple of days. You can do it till the opening quarter. And this is a water tiger, so it's fierce, passionate, flowing, right? So let the stuff flow. And our energy with the north node in Taurus is saying, well, what are we, what are we planting and growing? And Gemini is, well, we have these options. So I want you to plant lots of little things. We don't worry until cancer which ones we're keeping, which is, you know, May 14th, May 15th, the series goes into cancer and it's going to go, you know, I think we, you know, I think we're a little short on the tomato plants. Maybe we have too many zucchini. Why don't we throw a few of those zucchini out? What are we going to nurture and grow, which is what we start doing in May. But right now it's seed planting time, full steam ahead, quick, quick, fast, fast. Not any particular hard aspects in the heavens this week, with the exception of Mercury-Pluto. Mercury and Pluto are meeting up on February 11th, and they're a commitment energy, right? So Mercury and Pluto meeting up, or the end of a commitment energy. I'm good either way. We are heading towards the first of the three Pluto um, returns for the U.S., so Mercury, Pluto, as they meet up, Mercury, of course, is the communicator. He's one of the few people that can go into the underworld. Uh, and, you know, Pluto welcomes him. But the rest of them, he's like, I don't want anybody in my house. But Mercury goes in, sits down, has a cup of tea, and they work it out. So Mercury meets Pluto. So there's important communications. This is the third pass over that Pluto. And commitment energy coming forward. So that's the really the only hard aspect this week. Uh, the rest of the week is pretty... Fast, quick, speedy, there's going to be some stimulation of old energies, but there doesn't look like there's any big, huge, particular drama, which is helpful, which, of course, you know, we're all good. We're all good to have no drama. Um, So the sun this week is in Aquarius. Of course, that's the sign of the group, the community. When in the growing season, we go and we help our neighbor. We work for the greater good of humanity. So the sun is moving from uh, where he is now at 18. He's going to move to 27. Um, so there's a, he is moving along pretty quickly. He does have a contraparallel on the 8th to Uranus, which is, nah, I don't think I really want to do that. 
And then he has a sextile to Eris on the 12th, which is a little bit uh, cantankerous, but it's also cantankerous with a purpose. Remember, when Eris shows up, she likes to change things. She does like to change things with strife. So she might want to pick a little fight this week. And so the sun is kind of like, yeah, I know you like to fight with me. I'm not really, I don't really want to fight with you. I don't, you know, I don't take it personally, Eris. So this is a week where we're not necessarily going to take it personally. Mercury this week, as I mentioned, he's direct. Uh, the day he went direct, Zucker resigned. We love those. We love astrology when it's big. Uh, and now Mercury's moving through Capricorn. He is going to go into Aquarius on uh, Valentine's Day, around 4.54 p.m. That's next Monday. So he's whipping through the back end of the Capricorn planets. Uh, he does have an aspect on the 12th with the nodes of fate, so you want to watch who you meet the 12th, you know, new and people coming in or new ideas coming in because he's in a trine to the north node and a sextile to the south, which is he's ready to go forward and build new things. Venus this week is moving moving along. She's clearing her shadow. So she's still bringing back your Venusian ghosts, your loves, your money. She's having you look at money. She's having you reevaluate your money situation. She's asking you to pay your bills. She's saying, hey, you know, that bill isn't that one's not covered by your insurance policy. So I you know, I have this thing going on with my foot, and we're at the moment of healing it. But I submitted, a, uh, my doctor submitted a thing to the people, and they were like, hey, you know, this isn't part of your coverage. I'm like, really? I can't get that for, in my coverage? So it's stuff like that. Venus coming back and going, hey, or you going, did I get that credit that credit comes through, so you're really going back and redoing your Venus stuff, of course. You just got your 1099s or your W-2s for the end of the year, right? They all just got mailed out. So there's a lot of energy around uh, money and direction and taxes and all that kind of stuff. And Venus and Capricorn's making us think about it. Venus does not have particularly hard aspects this week, although um, she's running from 12 to 14, 15. She's going slow because she's just turned direct. She does have a hard aspect to the nodes of fate on the 7th, which usually is she doesn't want to do something, and she says, I'm getting out of this. Uh, And it also can be tied to money issues, people saying, you know, I really can't afford this, I need a refund. Um, There's an energy of, you know, did I buy something that I'm not going to ever use? And she also has a parallel to Saturn on the 10th, where she really wants to get her value for things. So this is an interesting week for Venus, but she still is retrograde, in her retrograde, she's not retrograde, but she's in her retrograde shadow. So she's telling you stuff you need to pay attention to. Mars this week is running in Capricorn from 9 to 14, and so he's a busy guy, and he is very much um, uh, talking, moving things forward. He is out of bounds until the 11th, which means we can have an overreaction emotionally to things. Um, but he also has a lot of energy. When he's out of bounds and is a sign of his exaltation, he really feels like he can get stuff done. And a number of people last week said, wow, I feel like there's this shift. I feel like there's this change. I'm like, yeah, all the planets are direct. Everything's ready to roll until May. Fast, fast, February, March, April, zoom, zoom, zoom. Three months of speed, we're ready. And Mars, of course, is the planet that gets us all there. So he is um, zipping along. He does have a trine to Uranus on the 8th, and that's a collaborative, creative trine. It can also bring up stuff from last June, 
when Uranus was at that point squaring Saturn. Now, remember, last year we had Uranus and Saturn fighting, right? And they were saying, what's the new structure of your life going to be? So Saturn's in new territory. He's building things right now as we speak. But Mars is stopping by Uranus to say, you know, so what was it you wanted to change? And so this week when you get asked that, what was it you wanted to change? Or if you say, gee, you know, I'd really like to change this, you're not going to get it right away, but you are going to get it when Uranus gets a little further along. So it's important to go, okay, I'm going to get this when Uranus gets a little further along, probably after Mars reaches Pluto in a couple of weeks. But at least I'm asking. I'm saying I'd like it. I'm putting them on advisement that this would be good. Mars also has a stressful aspect to the nodes of fate on the 10th of February. And that speaks to, I want to go forward, but I'm feeling a little anxious about how I'm going to get there. Mars out of bounds can be a little pushy. North node in Taurus, nodes just shifted. North node's not 100% sure it's happy in Taurus. And besides that, Venus is still in her retrograde shadow, so she's still over there fighting with her ex-boyfriends. So you know, so Mars is pushing Uranus to go forward, and Uranus is like, I need to check. I need to check with Venus. And so you have to let the check happen. That's why I'm saying ask for it, but then it's, you, know, you show up with it, and they're going to go, I need to check on this. You know how like you've done that? You, know, you got something, and you show up with a form, and, and they go, well I, well, I need to check and make sure this is okay. And you're kind of like, really? Isn't this what you asked for? And they're like, yeah, but, you know, I just have to check it. And that's that That's that energy. So it's a checking. You'll probably get through. They might say you have to come back in a couple days. If that's the case, it'll be okay. You'll have it resolved by next week. But this week it is, you know, kind of, you know, well, we don't really have all the paperwork. We don't really have everything we need. Um, Jupiter this week is in Pisces, and he's not doing anything. He's just hanging along, having a good time. Uh, right, 8 to 10 is where he's hanging out. Uh, Saturn this week, not doing anything. Isn't it nice to have weeks when these planets aren't doing anything? Uh, February 12th, he does have an adjustment to the home and hearth. Um, so we're going to see the housing change or the situation change when that happens. But not bad, just kind of a change. And basically that's it. Ceres goes into um, Gemini on the 8th, and she'll be in Gemini until May 15th. So we don't have a particularly turbulent week. We do continue to have reveals, and we do continue to have adjustments to things because Venus and Mercury are in their shadows. So until they clear their shadows, consequences from actions, consequences from conversations, things that you did, things that you didn't do. You know, Jeff Zucker got nailed for not talking about uh, his relationship. You know, it's the stuff coming to coming out. People are looking at it, trying to decide what to do. And with Mercury and Venus and Capricorn, it will probably be conservative decisions. So that's important, you know, conservative decisions. And, uh, you know, you don't have to talk to your ghosts if you don't want to but you do have to think about them. And if you're thinking about some old stuff, because (laughs) Mercury, Venus, and Mars are all in Capricorn, you know, you're thinking about the old days, the old times. You remember when that happened, you know, that, that energy. I've had a few of those kind of conversations this week with people where they're going, do you remember this? 
And I'm like, yeah, I, I remember that because we're of the same age, you know, and other people don't necessarily remember it because they didn't live through it, right? So you're back looking at those memories of your early times. You're back looking at your memories of your early teens, you know, 12, 13, 14. You're back thinking about when you were like 24, 25, because the planets are asking you to reflect back on what you did, where you came from, so you can see, one, how far you've come, but two, where you're going next. So there's a lot of energy, a lot of positive energy this week. So I'm kind of optimistic. I think it looks nice. Then we also have the moon this week. So tonight the moon just went into Taurus at 5.52 p.m. It'll be in Taurus Sunday night, Monday, all day Tuesday going void at 11.48 p.m., midnight, midnight, in Taurus. And it goes void with a trine to Pluto. So Friday, I'm sorry, Sunday, Monday, and Tuesday, very productive. Wednesday morning, bright and early, the 9th, the moon goes into Gemini. It's in Gemini Wednesday, Thursday, and it goes void at 3.23 a.m. with a trine to the sun on early Friday morning. It's void all day Friday. Now, remember, Jupiter's in a new sign. We're going to have a lot of all-day void moons. So Friday the 11th, the moon is void all day with a good closing aspect. So things are productive and prolific but it still has a it's still void. So, you know, we know the void moons, you can work on existing projects, but don't try and launch new ones. The moon goes into Cancer at 6:27 p.m. Again, these are all East Coast times, and it's in Cancer Friday night, Saturday, Sunday, and it goes void at 5:27 in the morning on the 14th with an opposition to Mercury. So, the weekend has separating energy on it. Uh, because the moon is in an opposition to Mercury, and then right before its opposition to Mercury, it's opposed to Pluto. So there's a lot of energy on that Cancer moon of breakups or endings, or I think I'm finished with this and I want to go forward. So that makes Friday a big quit day. A lot of people quitting their jobs and going to new new positions or changing their direction, so that's always helpful. In terms of the moon's energy this week, the busy days this week are Tuesday. Uh, that's a really busy day. And there's a little bit of stress on uh, Thursday because the moon in Gemini is forming a hard aspect to Mars and Venus and Capricorn. So it's just questioning them. It's not giving a, oh, there's a problem. But he is bringing up some, moon in Gemini is bringing up, have you thought about this and this? So depending on how you feel about criticism, you may feel a little criticized on the 10th. It's not bad. Just answer the questions. Show them you've done it. You know, a lot of times when you have to do stuff and then you have to do it twice because you're missing a piece of paperwork or, you know, you get there and they're like, well, I'm sorry, we don't take uh, we don't take that. You have to have a cashier's check. And you're like, really? And they're like, uh-huh. And you're like, all right, that's that's what the 10th is. It's that kind of, you know, it doesn't make you happy. And then stuff just doesn't really work well on the 11th because the moon's void. But that's also the day that Mercury and Pluto meet up. So whatever the story is that's revealed, we know about it. And then a little later in the day, moon has a hard aspect to Pluto and Mercury in Capricorn. So there's kind of an aha moment uh, on the 11th. But it doesn't 
nothing comes of it, but you'd see it, right? So it's kind of a weird, weird day. The Donald Blanford day, the days that are a little stressed, but not bad stressed, that's going to be... Um, that's going to be the 11th, Friday the 11th. But it's more of things not working. And with Gemini, that usually is transportation, computers, you know, probably another snowstorm or something. So with the Gemini energy, there's some kind of confusion about how to proceed. And then, of course, the weekend is a water moon with a hard aspect, aspecting Mercury. So I'm I'm going to put my money on a little snowstorm, I think. Um, but yeah, no, no particularly hard days. And then this week, also on uh, Tuesday the eighth, Mars trines Uranus, which is you know when he gets past Uranus, Uranus is not quite into new territory yet. But he does say to Uranus, "What, what else do you want us to include?" Okay, I can include that because he's running around gathering things. And remember, Mars is out of bounds till the eleventh, so he's kind of a little over the top. This is where you may feel a little anxious or a little feel like, oh, my God, I got all these things to do. Just make a big to-do list, cross them off one at a time. You got a, you got three months of forward motion. You aren't getting it all done in a day. You will get it done eventually. And if you write it all down on a big list, then out of that list, prioritize. Just kind of pluck this one. Okay, let me focus. Pluck this one. Let it focus. With the moon this week in Taurus, Gemini, and Cancer, it's in personal signs. What's of value to us, how we communicate it, and how we feel about it, or maybe how our family feels about it, with the moon having the hard aspect. So, interesting week, not particularly hard. Nice to be able to report on a good week. Yay, Ra! And hopefully that gives you some ideas about how to work with the energy of the week. I don't really have much else to say. Um, the kittens are doing great. Um, as you know, Betty White uh, was their mama. And, <laughs> and somebody asked me what I was going to mail them, and I thought about it, and I thought, well, there's three boys and two girls. So I was thinking about naming them after the Golden Girls, but I thought, no, there's that's three women. I need two women. So Lou Grant has a fat tail. <laughs> he was kind of a little pudgy on the TV show. Marie is tall and thin. Ted is very handsome. Ted Baxter is very handsome. And then I have two girls, one who's very fashionable and very she-she and looks very glamorous, and her name is Phyllis. And then the other one who's just kind of a like a regular little tiger cat who's very cute, no tail. Her name is Rhoda. So we have the kittens are named, uh, and they all have. Uh, their own little personalities. Their eyes are opening. They're very cute. Grandma Ann's doing well. I'm calmed down a little bit. Betty's on the job. She's totally got this handled. And she's purring away, and she comes out for her walk and hangs out, and then she goes back in the bedroom. Um, Yeah, so being a kitten foster mother, pretty fun. I'm looking forward to them opening their eyes. They're just starting to open the eyes. And uh, and holding them and talking to them and getting to know them. And they all have, those are not their permanent names. <laughs> those are their names here in the house because it goes with Betty White. And on any Facebook posts I make, they'll be their names on the Facebook posts. So Rhoda, Phyllis, Ted Baxter, Murray, and Lou Grant are happily growing there, nursing off Betty White. So at any rate, I wish you a great February. Remember, Valentine's Day is next Monday. Always good to make your Valentine happy. 
uh, and Venus in Capricorn, she wants something nice this year, or he wants something nice this year. I shouldn't be sexist because it's Valentine's Day for everybody. So it's a nice practical thing of lasting value that shows your love. And I hope you give have a great week and enjoy the sun in Aquarius and the forward motion. Full steam ahead, 90 miles an hour, 120. I used to drag race back when I was young. Used to take that V8 engine up to 120, 180 if we're a NASCAR driver. But, yeah, the planets are moving quick. We're going to be moving quick. And hopefully you have a great week. Take care. Bye-bye.